Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the lay people with interest to learn Dhamma. Today we learn about one senior nun who possessed great mindfulness and wisdom. She was the foremost of all bhikkhunis in mindfulness and wisdom and so the Buddha established her as excelling all the other bhikkhunis. This nun was named Venerable Kema Teri. She was born in the royal family of Sagala city in the Madha country. She was given the name Princess Kema because of her golden skin colour. After she grew up, she was married as queen of King Bimbisara of the kingdom of Rajagaha. Queen Kema was incredibly beautiful, yet she was very deluded in her own beauty. Because it is normal for those who are beautiful like this, that they will enjoy their own beauty. Whether it is a man or a woman, they would be very pleased with their own appearance because they are more beautiful or handsome than others by far. And Queen Kema was not interested in listening to the Dhamma of the Buddha because she was attached to her own beautiful appearance. Though she knew that the Buddha was residing in Veluwana Monastery close to the city of Rajagaha, she didn't go to pay respects to the Buddha to listen to his teachings because she knew that if she went to listen to the Buddha's teachings, the Buddha would teach about the drawbacks of this bodily form, that this form is not beautiful and this form has decay as its nature. So she didn't want to go listen to the Buddha's teachings. She wasn't brave enough to go pay respects to the Buddha. She was worried that the Buddha would criticize her beauty and that was something she really didn't like. King Bimbisara, who was one of the Buddha's excellent lay attendants, reflected that though he had great faith in the Buddha's dispensation and was a noble disciple, but his chief queen was not interested in listening to Dhamma. She was deluded in her beauty. He really didn't like it that she wasn't interested in listening to the Buddha's teachings. Yet King Bimbisara had a lot of mindfulness and wisdom as well. So he found a method to trick his queen into listening to the Buddha's teachings. He knew her character well, that she liked beautiful flowers and adornments. So he got a gifted poet to compose a story about the virtues and beauty of Veluwana Monastery. And he had him sing this poem close to where Queen Kema resided, so that she would hear this melodious poem. When she heard this poem sung melodiously about the beauty of Veluwana Monastery, she then had the wish to go visit the royal monastery. King Bimbisara was glad that his trick had succeeded and immediately granted his permission. So Queen Kema went to the royal monastery and had pleasure and enjoyment in her visit. Time passed by quickly and when it was about time for her to go back, her entourage had been ordered by King Bimbisara to make sure that they took her to the Buddha's residence before going back. The entourage had led her to go to the Buddha before she even knew what was happening. The Buddha saw the queen and her entourage come to him and the Buddha knew immediately that this was the trick of King Bimbisara to have the queen meet the Buddha. The queen was already in the net of the Buddha's compassion. 
The Buddha used his psychic power to make a beautiful maiden appear, holding a palm leaf fan behind the Buddha fanning him. Queen Kema was one who already liked her own appearance, and so she was shocked that even though she was deluded in her own beauty, but this maiden was so beautiful and also close to the Buddha as well, and her own beauty couldn't compare to this maiden who was fanning the Buddha. She would be like a maidservant or even lower when comparing her beauty to this maiden fanning the Buddha. So she thought that though she was deluded with her obsessed thoughts about her own beautiful appearance, but how come this maiden near the Buddha was so beautiful that it was beyond comparison? She couldn't stop staring at her. And at that moment, the Buddha read Queen Kema's mind and he made the beautiful maiden's body gradually change little by little, from a young age to middle age and gradually changing to old age. Then the queen grew dispassion at seeing that when the beautiful maiden changed to being old, that her beauty disappeared. Her gaze was fixed on that woman, and the Buddha made it so that the woman's skin went all wrinkled, her hair grey, her teeth broken, and then falling over in front of her. Queen Kema gazed, and her mind became peaceful and Samadhi concentration was firmly established because of her past Barami, her spiritual accumulations. And she saw the form of that woman since the beginning up until turning into an old woman and falling over. She saw it since it was beautiful with no equal up until the body fell over. She saw impermanence. And then she brought this contemplation back to herself and that her own body would be like this as well, and that she couldn't escape this fate. Even that beautiful woman had change and decay. Her bodily form was uncertain and changing. And so her own bodily form had to be the same like this. And then at this time, the Buddha taught that those who are infatuated with lust fall back into the stream of craving just like a spider does in the web it has spun. The wise cut off the stream of craving and become ones who have no longing for sense pleasures. They abandon the life of a householder and ordain. After the Buddha said these words, Queen Kema, who had full spiritual development, attained to becoming an arahant with full mindfulness and wisdom imbued with all the psychic powers right at the time she was standing there. So we can see that this was a layperson who was lost in beauty and deluded in the happiness that she had in that life, being the chief queen of King Bimbisara. If we reflect on this, someone with this much happiness and with this much beauty probably shouldn't be able to attain to becoming an arahant just like that but this was because she had made great parami over many lifetimes. She had met many Buddhas, she had practiced a lot developing mindfulness and wisdom, and she had made the determination in front of a Buddha that she would be able to listen to the teachings of a Buddha and become an arahant as well. And though she was in the status of a householder, after attaining to arahantship, she couldn't live in the householder life anymore. 
so she asked permission from King Bimbisara to ordain as a bhikkhuni. The king could understand because he was a Sotapanna, but for himself he couldn't go ordain as he had royal duties in leading his country. So he gave permission to his chief queen, Kema, for her to go ordain. He ordered all the officials to accompany her on a golden seat to the order of bhikkhunis to go ordain. She was named Venerable Kema Teri. And we can see that she made most use of her mindfulness and wisdom in attaining to becoming an arahant. Even though she was still a lay person, she could still attain very quickly. And this was why the Buddha praised her as being foremost of all bhikkhunis in wisdom. And she also held the special status of chief bhikkhuni of the Buddha. Here we can see that this wisdom may be latent in a child, a middle-aged person, a woman, a man, a layperson, a bhikkhu, a bhikkhuni, a samanera, a samaneri. Before that individual attains to Dhamma, they may still have the killing of life, even of human beings, or they have strong delusion in their own bodies. But when the old parami comes up, they listen to the teaching from the Buddha, then they can attain Dhamma easily. And for us here, we have already built a lot of Bharami before. Maybe in our past lives we have met with the Buddha and made Bharami with the Buddha already. But in this life, the Buddha has attained Parinibbana already, but his Dhamma is still here. So may we study Dhamma, practice Dhamma, contemplate Dhamma, so that our minds can understand the Dhamma deeply. And possibly one day we may be listening to Dhamma, learning Dhamma and contemplating Dhamma, and we may gain clear insight into the Dhamma. So be established in heedfulness. Don't think that in this life we are too late to meet the Buddha. We don't know whether if in past lives we have already met the Buddha. So may all of you who are interested in Dhamma, the monks, the novices, be sincere and determined in having mindfulness and wisdom. May you sadhu and rejoice with the mindfulness and wisdom of Venerable Kema Teri. May you contemplate on this and bring it in to reflect on the Dhamma. May you grow in blessings.